Lift up your voice and worship the name of the Lord. Worship the name of the Lord. Worship the name of the Lord. Give him praise and glory. Give him praise and glory. Worship him. Worship him. Exalt him. Extol him. Magnify him. He deserves our worship. Give him all the glory. Give him all the praise and adoration. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him the glory that is due unto him. Worship him in the spirit. Worship him in understanding. Go ahead and bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Magnify him. Exalt and exalt him. Le ikote blegedis kaparia da la babadosha. Redebe supranda la babadosh ke vedelison krababandia. Le ikonzi brande le bedons ibranda yadishka da la badosha. Inzende biscota la babadosh ebre de le vedesha. Retegedosh ibranda si balandosha. Rinda diska banda la babadesh ebre de le bebedesh ke vedelinsua. Likondi la babadesh ki barande le bebedis copranda si kadali bokondia. Imbra konde le bebedesh ke vedele bebedesh. Iprondi la kisko branda liadosha da la badasha. Lord, we worship you, we worship you, we give you the praise and adoration. We give you the glory and thanksgiving because you deserve it all, you deserve it all. La suprandi kaligo si brande le bebedesha da la dosa. Li sondri balande le bebe, you deserve it all, you deserve it all. Likon si brandi you deserve it all we worship you lord we worship you we adore you we glorify you we magnify you blessed be your name forever be glorified lord god almighty be lifted up lord thank you lord god almighty in the name of jesus we have worshiped Amen. sweet spirit of the living god we celebrate you once again we acknowledge your presence we welcome you into your meeting we ask that you rule and reign. We ask that you glorify Jesus. We ask that you show yourself as God today. We ask that your world will transform our lives. We ask for revelation and insight. 
We ask that no one who comes in this meeting today shall leave this meeting the same in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we are at your feet again to learn of you and to be blessed by your word. Thank you because we know you shall do us good today. Thank you for last week. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for what you are going to do today. We give you praise and glory. We give you honor and thanksgiving. We say, blessed be your name forever. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. And praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen to Jesus. Amen. We want to thank God for the six of these crusade. Amen to Jesus. Hallelujah. We appreciate God for what he did last week. Last week was explosive. We appreciate God for what he did yesterday. I will trust God for something great today. Amen to Jesus. Amen. The reason why we trust him for something great is because the word of the Lord says the path of the just is like a shining light that shined more and more even unto a brighter day. So we know very much that today is going to be better than yesterday. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Amen. We want to welcome everyone participating from wherever you're participating from. I want to assure you that you're going to have a great time in God's presence today. Amen. I want to assure you by the help of the Holy Spirit that this encounter we count for a lifetime in the name of Jesus. Amen, Amen to Jesus. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today I'm going to be sharing with us um, a subject um, I titled by the help of the Holy Spirit, how to possess your possession. Amen to Jesus. Amen. 2021 is our possession. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Is our possession. Praise God. But we must know how to get it done. Um, if we don't know how to get it done, 2021, we go past and we will not get anything out of it. Praise God forevermore. Amen. 2021 is an empty box. What we put into it will determine what we get out of it. 2021 is our portion, but if we don't stretch our hand to take it, it will remain there, suspended in the atmosphere for us. And that's the reason for this meeting, so we can learn how to take hold of what is ours in 2021. Praise God forevermore. I mentioned 2021 with a high spirit. Praise the Lord. Because I'll never in my in my ministry years, I have been, I've been in a full-time ministry for 11 years, pioneering for 11 years, and I'm church ministry for 10 years. That's aside the other years of ministry. But pioneering ministry for 11 years, never in my pioneering years has the Lord instructed me to go on a fast in the month of November. And also a, a partial fast in the month of December, praise God. The month of December, I've been fasting two days every week, praise God. And I, and I know it's because of what God has in stock for 2021. And I believe that this fast is not just for me and my ministry alone. It's for everyone who would join faith with me to believe God for 2021. Amen to Jesus. Amen. And so we are learning how to possess your possession. This is going to be a series. Amen. Uh, because uh, while developing on it, I discovered that it has to run for a period of time. So it's going to be a series. And this is the part one. And the part one is titled The Culture of the Just. The Culture of the Just. The Culture of the Just. Obadiah chapter 1 verse 17, popular verse of scripture. But upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. Upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. Lord, Holy Spirit, we have for revelation into every scripture in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, there are two words that are key emphasis here in this verse of scripture. It says what? Deliverance and what? Holiness. Amen to Jesus. Amen. So these two words are precedence for Jacob to possess his what? 
possession. Praise the Lord. So without deliverance and without holiness, the house of Jacob cannot possess their possession. Praise the Lord forevermore. But I know the emphasis of the teaching of today. I just want to bring that to our attention. So if the Lord needs us to go on those in due time, we can go on it. In church, we have been teaching on that Jesus came to preach deliverance to the captives. We've been understanding deliverance in a whole new dimension. Praise God forevermore. Now the next verse we're going to look on is Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. Rise ye up, take your journey. And pass over the river Anon. Behold, I have given into thy hand Sihon, the Amorite, king of Hezbon, and his land. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. I have given it to you. I have given both the king and his land in, into your, your hands. I have given them to you. Praise God. In other words, they are in your hands. But the fact that they are in your hand does not mean that they are yours yet. Praise God. Until you contend with him in battle, it can never be your portion. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's one thing for you to have it in your hand, and it's another thing for it to become your property. Praise God. Are we together? Now, let me explain this with a very simple term. There's something called want and there's something called want and there's something called effective demand in economics. Want and desire, they are things you like, they are things you want. Yes, they are really good for you. But effective demand is a want and desire that have been backed up with purchasing power. Praise God. If you go to a shopping mall, you can pick up a phone and you say, I like this phone. It's in your hand. Is it not in your hand? It's in your hand. But it doesn't mean it's your possession yet. The only way it becomes your possession is when it becomes what when you make your demand effective by releasing purchasing power, which is money, to get it to move from your hand to become your property. Then the receipt is put in your name. Praise God. So most of the times, as Christians, we are quick to say it is in my hand, but the fact that it's in your hand does not mean it is your possession yet. It becomes your possession when you possess it by laying demand. On it. Praise God forevermore. And that's the reason for this teaching. God wants us to move things from our hands to become our possession. Amen to Jesus. Amen. The blessings of God are spiritual, they're not physical. So, in order for us to make spiritual blessings become um, ours, we have to convert them from spiritual blessings into what? Physical blessings. Praise God forevermore. And that's what the challenge that most of us have. The truth about this is that God has blessed us, the blessings are in our hands. Yeah, we are already blessed. God has blessed us as a result of the finished work of Christ. We are all blessed. Every child of God is blessed. But most of the time, when we look at our lives, we begin to look at see that there is a paradox. There's, there's an irony. We are blessed, but we are not manifesting the blessing. The reason for this is because this blessing is in your hand, but is not yet in your life. And you get what I'm saying? This blessing is in your hand, but it's not yet your possession. It takes you contending in battle for you to make the blessing in your hand become your possession. And that's where a lot of Christians have a little challenge. We are so swift to get excited at the blessing in our hands, but we don't know how to make them blessings in our life. Praise God. Hallelujah, Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. One of the persons who was able to convert the blessings from his hand to his life was Abraham. He was able to convert spiritual blessings into what? Physical realities, into physical blessings. Praise God forevermore. Abraham is a case study. He, co he collected every blessing that God gave to him. Abraham remained known. He left known. He collected every blessing that God gave to him. And God promised him. 
Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, the Bible talking about how God promised Abraham. He says, and I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. This was a blessing. I can say this is the blessing in his hand. And you get what I'm saying? Many of us know a lot of scriptures by heart. We have promises in our head. We have promises in our spirit. But despite the numerous promises we have in our heads, despite the numerous scriptures we have in our head, it's not reflecting in our life. Keeping promises in your head is equivalent to having it in your hand. But manifesting the promise in your life is equivalent to having it what? In your life. And that's what entails converting spiritual blessings into physical blessings, into physical realities. So God promised Abraham, and many of us, we are people wrong with promises. The Lord has said, the Lord has said, the Lord has said, it's a good thing for the Lord to speak. In fact, some of you, some of us have made a lot of promises that we have lost count of promises. Praise God forevermore. We have lost count of promises. But let's remember something. Paul told Timothy, he said that thou mayest war a good warfare by the prophecies that were proclaimed over you. So it's not enough to hear prophecies. We are, in a, we are in a ministry location where they like prophecies. They like prophecies. Oh, they're excited by this time. They want to hear by this time tomorrow. But I've come to understand by my working with God and functioning in the realm of the prophetic that prophecies are not enough because they are like promises in your hand. Until they manifest in your life, they are still what I call wishes. Are we together? Yeah. And that's why I brought Timothy. Don't just be excited by these prophecies. You've heard a thousand and one prophecies. You have to war a good warfare. God told Moses, I've given Sihon into your hand. I've given him. He's in your hand already. But you have to do what? You have to contend with him in battle. Without battle, the king in your hand remains in your hand and he can never become your portion. The land in your hand remains in your hand and it can never become your portion. Are we together? Genesis 24, verse 1, look at what the Bible says. It says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Not some things. I like this verse of scripture. I located it years ago and I was like, wow, wow. In all things, in all things. In other words, there was nothing missing or broken. There was nothing wanting. Abraham was blessed in every ramification. Are you getting what I'm saying? He was blessed in every ramification in life. He was totally, absolutely blessed. And that's what our life is meant to reveal. Total, absolute blessing. Praise God forevermore. How did Abraham make this a reality? How did Abraham possess his possession? Because um, we, 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 we know so much about Abraham. Many of us sing his song, Abraham, blessings are mine. And um, we, we like the story of Abraham. We don't forget to quote Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. And Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the Lord. Being made cause of us, as point is written, cause is anyone that hacked under the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come unto his seed. The blessing of Abraham. So we are, we are very swift at quoting the blessing of Abraham, very swift at looking for the blessing of Abraham. But how did Abraham make this his reality? Genesis 24, verse 1. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things, not some things, all things. Now, the Greek word for all, that, that, the, the word all is in the Hebrew, but I like the Greek word for all. The Greek word for all is the word pass. In fact, the word on its own makes us understand that it is sweet, pass, pass. In other words, he has passed every exam, every test. And it means all manner, all kind, every kind. Nothing exempted, nothing broken, nothing missing. 
And that's the way the child, the child of God's life is meant to be. Are yes. you getting what I'm saying? Yes. When you say, when, when you look at your life, at the end you say, there is nothing missing, there is nothing broken. broken. Some people believe that as a, as a child of God, your life is not meant to be perfect, so you cannot have everything. You can just have some and thank God for some that you have. But if as a new creation um, 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 believer in the Lord Jesus, you are quoting that, what do you expect Abraham to quote? Abraham was before the old covenant and he had all, all, nothing missing, nothing broken. As a new creation, new testament believer, you are supposed to have anything more than all. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are supposed to have, if there's anything called more than all, we're supposed to have that. That means there should be nothing missing, there should be nothing broken. Every area must be intact. So how did Abraham get this working? How did he possess his possession? Hebrews 11 verse 8, Romans 4 verse 3, Hebrews 11 verse 17. Key scriptures we are going to use. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. That is Hebrews 11 verse 8. Romans 4 verse 3 says, For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Hebrews 11 verse 17 says, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. So what did Abraham do to possess his possession? What did he do to possess his possession? Three things he did. Number one, he obeyed God by faith. Number two, he was made righteous by faith. In other words, righteousness was credited to his account by faith. Number three, he offered up Isaac by faith. These three things were done, but they were done by what? By faith. And let me have to understand something. For us to possess our possession, we must put these three things in place. You must, see, in 2021, we must learn how to obey, let me call them weird instructions of God. When I mean weird, I mean weird, weird, absurd, out of the norm. Instructions that will get you thinking, are you sure God just spoke to me? <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure? In fact, we, are, we, are, we should be ready to obey instructions that when we hear them, we begin to cast and bind the devil. This cannot be done. Get thee behind me, Satan. Those are the kind of instructions we should be ready to obey in 2021. Weird instructions of God. Abraham was 75. He was well established. He was wealthy. He lived in all. And all was, 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 was an economic booming environment. In fact, then it was a hub of business and economic buoyancy. So he was living among wealth. He was living in the midst of wealth. Money was not his problem. He was settled. When he mean the man was settled, he was settled. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so a man who is settled does not need to leave location. After all, why do people move from location to location? In, in, in general, people move from location to location for what they call greener pastures. But Abraham was already living in his greener pastures. So what, why does he have to leave his location again when he was already in his greener pasture? Some of us already want to call our comfort zone in our seemingly greener pastures. But God told Abraham, leave your greener pastures and I will take you to a land that I will show you where I will bless you. So Abraham understood that there was difference between living in a greener pasture and being blessed. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yes. 
You understand? So I saw there was a difference between living in greener pastures and being blessed. So he obeyed God. In 2021, he was ready to obey God by faith. The next thing, he was made righteous by faith. The Bible says he believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. In 2021, he was ready to believe God no matter how weird his instructions are. You get what I'm saying? Believe him no matter how crazy the instructions may sound. We are going to be hearing instructions from God for 2021. But we must, some of us will start hearing it even from this year. Some of us have already started hearing. I remember some last week thereabout, I began to ask the Lord, Lord, what is the word for 2021? Because the word for 2020, the Lord told me clearly. I didn't even have to ask him or let me use the word, pray for it to come. The Lord told me, I heard a clear audible voice. The same way he told me, Years ago, in 2000 and 2010, he told me, he gave me a promise. And by 2011, that promise manifested. Boom. Same way he told me the word for 2020. And I began to ask the Lord, what's the word for 2021? And it's like I was not getting an answer. I was waiting for something spectacular again. And then the Lord began to make me understand that the word for 2020 was the initiation for 2021. And so, in that light, I'm expecting, and in fact, this crusade is an instruction to, to, let me use the word, to spur up the word, the manifestation of the word for 2021. It's an instruction to spur it up, to initiate it. Are you get what I'm saying? So, in 2021, we must learn to believe God, no matter how crazy his instructions may sound. And number three, he offered up Isaac by faith. That was his greatest sacrifice. He said, bring the son, that one which you love, and offer him to me. So in 2021, we're ready to make sacrifices that we cost us. I mean, the, the things we love the most, we're ready to let them go. <laughs> and I mean let them go. I mean let them go. Basically, what is sacrifice? Sacrifice is letting go what you love. That's sacrifice. So what I want to sacrifice, the first thing we think of as Christians is money, is Many things we think of most of the time, yes, sacrifice. The first thing we think of is money. But let me tell you one basic truth sacrifice is simply letting go of what you love. That's sacrifice. Letting go of what you love at the instruction of God. Packing with what you love at the instruction of God. These were three feats of faith that Abraham embarked on, and it made the promise of God become what? His word, reality. Now we must realize something that Abraham. It was in Genesis about 24, verse 1, that the Bible says, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in everything, in all things. Now, Isaac came. When Isaac came, the, the Bible never said that the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Are, are we together? When Isaac came, Sarah said, the Lord has made me laugh, and all that hear me will laugh with me. That was all that happened. It was laughter. But the, 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 the word blessed in all things had not yet been a designation added to Abraham's name. But until Abraham took the obedience of what? Sacrificing Isaac at the instruction of God, which God at the end of the day stopped him from, he never would have entered into that designation of blessed in all things. Are you getting what I'm saying? So for us to get into that designation, we must be ready to take these three steps. And let me tell you one truth. These steps are done by faith. You can't do them in your normal senses. You can't do them with your emotions. You can't do them with, with people's instructions. No, if you try to take every other approach to get these things done, you won't get them done. You see, a lot of people want to, want to serve God and they want to serve God with their emotions. They want to serve God with their senses. It doesn't work. 
I'm talking from I'm talking from from experience. Making sacrifices does no it doesn't work in your emotions. It doesn't work with your emotions. No. I'm talking from series of experiences when you want to give make sacrifices to the Lord. It doesn't work with your emotions. How can you explain? How can you explain the Lord blesses you in a particular location and then you are planning to come back to your country and come and do ministry big, big, coming to do ministry big in your country. After all, you have the resources to do it big in your country. And then the Lord tells you, go to another mission field. It's not like you are, you are when you are coming to your country, you have your own personal house there. You have a, your church building there. So it's just to come back and walk into your house and walk into your church building. And you are doing ministry big time and, you know, wonderful. And the Lord tells you, hey, leave, go to another country. Go to another country. It's, it's not it's not fun. Are we together? Yes. That's like sacrifice. You don't do it with your emotions. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. These steps were steps of faith taken by Abraham. And we must understand something about faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, But without faith, it's impossible to please him. And Psalm 35, verse 27 says, Let the Lord be magnified, which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So God is pleased when we prosper. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. This implies that without faith, it is impossible for us to prosper. Are we together? Without faith, it's impossible for us to what? Prosper. Our prosperity is what pleases God. That's what pleases God. So without faith, it's impossible for us to please God. That means it's impossible for us to prosper. So taking these three giant steps, entails faith. You can't just do them with your emotions. 2021 will not be a year of emotions. It will not be a year of people said, it will not be a year of my pastor said, it will not be a year of I feel. No, 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 no. It will be a year of what? Giant strides of faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Giant strides of faith. That's, the, that's what the year 2021 will be all about. Are we together? Yes. And for us to embark on what God has for us in 2021, we must learn to live by faith. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. We must learn to live by faith. To live by faith. You're not going to live by fears. You're not going to live by emotions. If there's anything I've learned the hard way, it is how to live by faith. See, you, 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 you don't understand what it means for you to have resources around but they are not at your disposal and you have to fit every day it's not like you don't have you have you have but they are not at your disposal and you have to fit every day i've learned to live by faith i'm not at the peak yet but i'm still learning and i tell you for the things that god wants to do in 2021 god is going to stretch our faith it's going to stretch our faith some of us are going to take some kind of decision that people will ask us are you normal are you normal? That's the question. Are you normal? Are you in your right frame? Until people start asking you those kind of questions, you are not yet delving into the realms of faith. Are we together? And so, we have to fine-tune our life, program our life to live by faith. Not by fear, not by happenings. See, let me let you understand something. The world, they keep on giving us reason not to live by faith. The systems, the cosmos, we keep on giving us reason not to live by faith. Things happening around us, we keep on giving us reason not to live by faith. But the only way to live here as children of God is to live by faith because that's the only way to possess your possession. You will sacrifice by faith. 
you will believe God by faith. You obey God by faith. And by the time you are doing those three things, you are actually living by faith. Are we together? God promised the blessing to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, and fulfilled it to him in his lifetime in Genesis chapter 24, verse 1. Abraham was able to collect the blessing because he lived by faith. He lived by faith. God made this blessing available to us through Jesus Christ. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 14, he says that the blessing of Abraham might come on to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham might come on to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Now, I, I've always thought and made us understand that there are some things in the kingdom that have been assigned to some humans. For example, blessing was assigned to Abraham. It's called the blessing of Abraham. The blessing that we enjoy as, as children of God is not, in quotes, the blessing of God. It's called the blessing of Abraham because God had to look for a human channel to communicate this blessing. It is Abraham. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, there's another thing that has been designated to another human. It's called mercy. And that's called the sure mercies of David. So the mercy we enjoy, as it were, is not, in quote, the mercy of God. It's called the sure mercies of David. Because God looked for a human vehicle through which he will communicate this mercy to us. And that was David. David was an emblem of God's mercy. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when we're talking about blessings, we're talking about Abraham. And for Abraham to be able to carry that designation, for him to be able to carry that designation, this was all he did. Obey God by faith. Believe God by faith. And what? Sacrifice unto God by faith. Although God has made this blessing available to us, we cannot receive them except we collect them. So I'll make us understand that it is in your hand, but it is not yet yours. You, just, you went into a mall, you picked up a phone. The phone is in your hand. You like it, but it's not yet yours. Until you purchase it, it is not yet yours. So until we collect these blessings, they can't be our portion physically. When someone gives you a gift and you refuse to collect it, you can't have it. And many of us as children of God, God has given us so much and we have refused to collect these gifts. You see, these three keys are very important in 2021. Obey God. Weird instructions, crazy instructions, crazy instructions, crazy instructions. I've seen any crazy instructions, <laughs> instructions that will sweep you off your feet. Believe God like, like, like never before. Believe him and make sacrifices. There are things you love you have to part with. You have to part with. There are decisions you've made in your life you have to part with. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Amen. I remember while, while um, 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 in, 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 in my country, I always think that I'll preach outside my country, but I never had a dream or a vision to live outside my country. I love my country even with all the challenges. I never dreamt of living out. I never dreamt of living outside my country. In fact, you did and see me see my country. But when the Lord opened the first door of missions, I was like, is this me going on missions? The second door of missions opened again. That leaving my country was one of the biggest sacrifices. In fact, it's a big sacrifice to my livelihood. Till date, are we together? A very big sacrifice to me and my family. Amen to Jesus. Amen. A lot of Christians complain and cry due to lack, due to wants. When I'm talking about lack, I'm talking about not just only lack finances, but in some areas of life. We complain that we lack in some areas of life. 
Amen. We complain that we want in some areas of life. Some even complain about poverty. Some people complain about, you know, being stranded in some areas of life. But the, 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 when we do this, we do this because we feel that God is responsible for these situations. But unknown to us that we are responsible for our situations and conditions. Why? Because God has given us all we need to live blessed life. Second Peter 1 verse 3 says, according as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. God has given us all we need to live blessed lives. If we are not living them, God is not at fault. We are at fault. So we live in lack and want. We live in, 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 in frustration. We live in, in different kind of situations that I would say not favorable to us, where we refuse to collect our provisions and resources are built us by God. It's important we know that God does not, cannot, and we never owe any man. He does not, he cannot, and he will never owe any man. Praise God. So we should stop thinking that God is owing us. You know, sometimes Christians pray and say, God, give me. And when we ask God, give me, God asks us, what are you asking for? I have already given it to you. You ask God for a child and God looks back at you and says, which one? Is it the one I've given to you? But he tells you the number he has given to you. Say, God, give me a child. God says, but I gave you four children even before you were created. And so the issue is not with God. The issue is with us. And this understanding matters a lot. Amen to Jesus. The only way we can collect the blessings of God for us is when we live by faith. Live by faith. Live by faith. We can't collect the blessings that God has given us by just wishing or by only praying. You see, it's good to pray. I mean, I pray by the help of the Holy Spirit. I pray. Yes. Christians, we know how to pray. Amen to Jesus. I'm in a location where... The Christians, they pray, they pray like no man business. They pray. But it, I'll let you understand something. That prayer alone cannot convert spiritual blessings into physical realities. Are we together? Prayer alone cannot lay a demand on the blessings of God. Why? Because the Bible tells us that only the prayer of faith can give us our answers. So it's one thing to pray. And it's another thing to pray in faith. Are we together? Yes. And you see, some of the times, or most of the times, Christians are good at praying, but not praying in faith. And there are two things here. It's either you are praying in faith, amen, or you are praying out of faith. God is not obligated to answer your prayers. He's obligated to answer our prayers in faith. Or what I call what we call prayer of faith. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Look at James chapter 5, verse 15. It says, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Not the prayer shall save the sick, but the prayer of faith. So a prayer that is not of faith can do nothing. It's as good as waste of time. Are we together? Yes. It's as good as waste of time. And so faith, when faith is removed from the equation of the Christian work, you discover that it's just a form fair. It's a waste of time. Praise the Lord forevermore. Amen. Now, so what then is faith? What then is faith? Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. Galatians um, chapter 3 verse 11. 
and Hebrews chapter 10, verse 28. It says, Behold, Habakkuk 2, verse 4 says, Behold, his soul which is bitter of is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Romans 1, verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3, verse 11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 11, verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Now from the above verses, we understand something that what? The just shall live by faith. Now, why some verses say the just shall live by his faith, the major emphasis is that the just shall live by faith. So what then is faith? Faith is therefore the way of life. Now that was the culture of the just. Faith is the culture of the just. And what is culture? Culture entails the norms and traditions by which a people live. And it is what defines a particular set of people or tribe. So this means that the, that the people are known for and recognized because of their culture. So as a justified, we are known and recognized for our faith, our faith. We are not known by and recognized for our, our uh, identity as well. We are called Christians. Uh, we are not known and recognized for our tribe or whatsoever. We are known and recognized for our what? Our faith. So how do you know a just? Show me his faith. Are we together? So it's therefore right to say, show me your faith, and I will tell you if you have been justified or not. There's a coming, the enter move of God is a move of God that makes Christians known by their faith, not by their words. It's no longer saying I'm born again, I'm the justified. It's no longer by just saying it. Now we're talking about people showing that they are justified by faith. Their steps of faith are going to be radical steps. Heavy steps, crazy steps, steps that will shake the world. Why? Because it is our culture. Faith is more than a teaching or a doctrine. It is the way of life of a believer. Faith is the mindset, the thought pattern, the speech, the language, the actions, and the reactions of the believer. So faith is the way we think, the way we talk, the way we make decisions. Our actions, our reactions, faith is everything that defines us as Christians. Are we together? So faith is the only way of life God designed for the believer to live. There's no alternative way for us to live as children of God. And there's no way of life outside faith. Any way of life outside faith is death. Are we together? And that's why any way of life outside faith is sin. Romans chapter 3 verse 24, the wages of sin is death. That's the reason why any way outside what faith is sin, and any way outside faith is what? Is, is death. Romans chapter 14 verse 23 says, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And sin is what? Death. So when we live a life outside faith, it is actually a life of death. <laughs> this means that if you are not living by faith, we are living in sin, and we are living by sin. And by doing this, we prevent ourselves from enjoying the manifestation of God's blessings. But this does not change the truth that God has already blessed us, and he will never change his mind concerning blessing us. So the fact that we are not living in faith cannot change God's decision of what God has done. Are you getting me? 
but it only prevents you from enjoying the manifestation of all God has done. So although God has blessed us in the realms of the spirit, we can't collect these blessings and make them physical realities if we don't live by faith. Amen. Amen. So as the justified, we must not make doubt and unbelief our way of life. Doubt and unbelief is the way of life of the unbeliever. That's why they are called unbelievers. Amen. Amen. If we make doubt and unbelief our way of life, we do ourselves a disfavor and we cannot enjoy the blessings of God. We can't enjoy the blessings of God. Now, I'll make us understand something briefly here. There's a difference between experiencing doubt and unbelief once in a while and making it our way of life. Are you getting me? There's a difference between experiencing it once in a while and making it our way of life. For the unbeliever, it is his way of life. It is her way of life. Are you getting me? But for us, we may experience it once in a while. As a Christian, you can experience doubt and unbelief once in a while, but it doesn't make you a sinner. Amen. And it doesn't make it your way of life. In a situation where, you, where we experience doubt and unbelief once in a while, all we have to do is to ask God to help our unbelief. Just like the father of the boy who brought, who, who, father who brought his dumb, deaf and dumb son to Jesus. And he asked Jesus, he said, Jesus, help my unbelief. Are, are we together? Mark chapter 9, verse 24 to 25. It says, And straight the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help down my own belief. Now, let me help you understand something. Our journey in 2021 is not going to be totally devoid of unbelief and doubt. Are you getting me? Even Abraham had points where he had unbelief and doubt. In fact, if you go to Genesis about 15, the Bible says that Abraham asked the Lord. He said, seeing that, he said, seeing that I go childless, will this Eliezer of Damascus be my heir? Prior to them, God had promised him. That he will give him a, a son. But the situations around him made him doubt and act in unbelief. And he asked God, see, we like we, we Eliezer be my head. And God had to do what? Had to reconfirm his word to him again. So that makes us understand that in our journey, there are times we have doubt and unbelief. But you must understand something. When you have doubt and unbelief, don't act in doubt and unbelief. It's one thing to have it, it's another thing to act in it. And that's part of what I'm going to be teaching us on, on Friday. Abraham had doubt and unbelief. He asked the Lord. God confirmed. But he went for that to still act in doubt and unbelief. Are you getting me? When you have doubt and unbelief, all you do is to ask God to help your unbelief. And when he gives you a word of assurance, don't act in that unbelief. Take the word of assurance and move on with it. Are we together? Yes. On the other hand, anyone who makes that and unbelief his lifestyle is not born again. Abraham could enjoy the blessings of God because he chose to make faith his lifestyle. Even though he acted in unbelief at a point in time, he, he retraced himself and did what? And made faith his word, his lifestyle. And how do we know this? Romans chapter 4 verse 20 says about Abraham, he says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith. Strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Are you understand what I'm saying? Now, he had unbelief. He acted in unbelief. Are you getting what I'm saying? But he didn't allow the action in unbelief make him stagger at God's promise. He did what? After even acting in unbelief, he became strong in faith. But listen to me, child of God, in 2021, there's no use acting in unbelief. Once 
you discover that you are beginning to have thoughts of unbelief coming to you, ask the Lord, help my unbelief. Bible says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. What does it mean to stagger not? The word to stagger not means to not doubt. To not doubt. To not doubt. So Abraham never doubted God as a lifestyle. When God told him he would give him a child at the age of 75, although he was, the Bible says he was dead, his body was dead, and Sarah's womb was dead. In other words, Abraham was put impotent. The word dead there in the original, in, in, in the original um, Hebrew means impotent. In the Greek, it also means impotent. And you get what I'm saying? And Sarah had passed from menopause to what I call megapause. Are we together? But Abraham did not consider the situation surrounding him. Amen. He kept his faith strong and he kept giving glory to God. Romans 4, 4 verse 19 to 20 says, And be not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered more than the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. How can we make faith our lifestyle? In 2021, we have to make faith our lifestyle. How can we have this culture called faith? How can we live our life without staggering at the promises of God? Romans 10 verse 9 says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Romans chapter 10 verse 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The word, the word saved there and the word salvation there, they are both Greek words, and they actually, they, they actually mean deliverance, they mean healing, they mean preservation, they mean wholeness, they mean prosperity. So if we want to walk in strong faith in 2021, this is what we have to do. We have to continuously confess Jesus. We have to continuously confess him as our Lord and Savior. And we have to keep believing in our hearts that God raised him from the dead. Are we together? By doing this continuously, we make faith our culture. Now, this uh, most of the time when we hear this confessing Jesus as a Lord and personal Savior, we think it's for those that just want to give their life to Christ. But let me let you know something. that This confession is even meant more for those who are born again than for those who are just giving their life to Christ. It has to be a daily confession. That Jesus is your Lord. When we confess him on a daily basis that he's our Lord, we are making ourselves conscious of the truth that he's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just singing the song, he's in control. Confessing his lordship, you are making yourself conscious of the truth that he's in charge. And when Jesus is in charge, everything must fall in place. When Jesus is in charge, every instruction he gives to you must find fruit, must, must, must manifest. When Jesus is in charge, every blessing he has given to you in the realm of the spirit was manifest physically. When you, when you keep confessing that God raised him from the dead, it means that everything in your life must live. It means that nothing will die in your life. But we have restricted this confession to new converts. In fact, for unbelievers trying to get converted, we have limited it to them. And the moment most of us did it, some of us did it maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago, from that time till now, we've never done it again. And that's the reason why we are still getting in faith and out of faith. What brought you into faith is what will keep you in faith and what will keep you till the end of your life. 
That's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, verse 1, and it says, For by grace are ye saved. It is grace that saved you, and it's the grace of God that will keep you. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. So that which saved you is that what that is the same thing that will keep you. The confession that saved you is the confession that will keep you. That's why we were saved. We are being saved, and we shall be saved. And that's the way to live by faith. That's the way to have the culture of faith. So we, for, for us to have the culture of faith, we have to continuously confess our salvation. Even when we see that the situations around us are the opposite. In 2021, you're going to have terrible situations come our way once, once in a while. You're going to have some situations that do not look like what you're expecting. But in the midst of that situation, you have to confess Jesus as your Lord. And you have to confess that God raised him from the dead. When the devil is telling you this world is already over, you have to confess Jesus as your Lord. Remember that the devil said it was over for Jesus. But when he said it was over, that's when the journey, the story just began. Yeah. So when you confess Jesus as your Lord, you are trying to appropriate what he has done before in your life now. So for us to have the culture of faith, we must confess the Lordship of Jesus. Consciously, every day say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. See, that confession is not just a, a, a cliche. It's not just a, 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 what do you call it, a phrase. No, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my Lord and personal Savior. See, as we confess it on a daily basis, we appropriate the culture of faith into our life. And the devil cannot help but give way for us. In 20, if before 2021 comes into the scene, we have to start confessing the Lordship of Jesus. In your finances, confess his Lordship. In your marriage, confess his Lordship. In your children, confess his Lordship. In your career, in your job, in your business, in your ministry, in every area of your life, confess the Lordship of Jesus. Be conscious of his Lordship. Be saturated of his Lordship. And be saturated of the truth that he was risen from the dead. Hallelujah. <laughs> And as that becomes your consciousness, faith becomes your lifestyle. Are you understand what I'm saying that? See, we, we need confirmation where we are not conscious of something. But when you are conscious of it, you don't need anybody to confirm it to you. You need to confirm that Jesus is your Lord and Savior when you are not conscious of his Lordship. But when you are conscious of his Lordship, you don't need nobody to confirm it to you. As we get ourselves conscious of the Lordship of Jesus. 2021. We'll see our possessions enter into our lives. Amen. There are some of them we know how to pray for. Just because you are conscious of Jesus is your Lord, it will just flow into your life. Just because you are conscious that Christ, that God raised him from the dead, it will flow into your life. Amen. That's the consciousness we must have as we enter into 2021. That's the consciousness we must have. That's the consciousness we must have. Keeping this consciousness makes our possessions come into our lives. We don't just struggle for them. We don't cry for them. We don't pray for them. They just come into our lives because the consciousness attracts what is ours into us. This is the way to have the culture of faith. And as we maintain these confessions, we discover that our lives will be faith visible for all to see.
if you have heard this word this moment and you want to make this your consciousness, you are going to pray this moment. Say, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. to make this confession, make this confession. On, a on a daily basis. Help me, help me. to make the Lordship of Jesus, and the, of Jesus. And, the of Jesus. and the resurrection of Jesus my daily consciousness. My daily consciousness. Open your mouth and talk to God now. Lisombri <laughs> Lendi baria to braba la baba bado sa pranda la baba dosha rebedele bebebede gedosha pranda la baba dosa rembreketele bebebedo sha pranda la diana retis kumbrikati la balande li Lenzi brandos i brandele deishua li kondri basi prada la basha hey to make your lordship my consciousness to make your resurrection my consciousness every day of my life lin sondri basi trababadosha brandele kadosa ribondi la bosi prada li kadosa retis kabarianda la babalabadosa rebele bebede shadaliyo kondri balasuha li kondri balasi brabados i bratele deisha rebele bebebede in the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Lord, I pray for every one person under the sound of my voice. I pray for the grace to make the Lordship of Jesus our consciousness on a daily basis in the name of Jesus. Amen. To keep confessing his Lordship. Yes, Lord. To keep confessing his Lordship. Yes, Lord. No matter what we see happening around us. No matter the physical circumstances, yes, to keep confessing his lordship, yes. the grace to do that as a habit, yes. let it be released upon us in the name of Jesus. Amen. The grace to keep confessing his resurrection power, yes, let that be our habit in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray, Lord, that no matter what we see happening around us, we'll keep confessing you, Jesus. Amen. We'll keep confessing your lordship. Amen. We'll keep confessing your resurrection power Amen. in the name of the Lord Jesus. At this moment, I want to pray for anyone who is on that the sound of my voice and you've not made Jesus your Lord and Savior. You know that you cannot, this cannot work in your life. I want to make a prayer for you. And you know you want to make Jesus the Lord, and, uh, the Lord of your life. I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. But today, I come to you. I believe that you died and you resurrected for me. And I believe that you are Lord and Lord. And you are Lord of Lords. Lord Jesus, I make you my Lord and Savior today. I receive you and your finished work into my life. I choose never to follow the devil all the days of my life. And to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for every one person who has made this um, decision. I ask for the grace to follow you all the days of their life in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that King of glory, they shall live their lives pleasing and acceptable unto you. They shall live by faith on a daily basis in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord and King. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. I shall believe that you are blessed by this word. And I trust God that you appropriate it into your life. I trust God that every word you have heard.
word, it shall, you, shall, you shall take note of them and you shall use them in the com even from now to the coming year. And I trust God for your testimony. I trust God for your miracle. Amen. I'm expecting to hear your testimony. I'm expecting to hear your miracle. I, I believe that in the coming year, what you will see come your way would, 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 would shock you. Amen. It will keep you in awe. And while you are celebrating one miracle, ten other miracles are coming your direction. Amen. I believe God that that will be your portion in the name of Jesus. And I pray the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and the Lord be gracious unto you. The Lord show you peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Praise to you.